What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 64 of the TorontoGameDays.com podcast, the first of 2017. Um, I'm your host, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDays.com. Uh, it's been it's been about a month. There is uh, well, I'll, I'll introduce people first, and then I'll kind of explain the hiatus. Uh, joining us, as always, is Brett from Heart Circle. Yo, what's up? Uh, also, you were also sick. Everyone's just been sick, so yeah, I'm I'm sick. <laughs> You're <laughs> gonna hear coughing and sniffling. It's me. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, composing Dan, who I don't think is sick, is back as well. I recovered from the sickness. So you were sick as well? I was sick, but I'm good. Okay, yeah. so far we're three for three. And uh, joining us, special guest is Jean Leggett from One More Story Games. Hi, how's it going? Good. We're, I, so, am, were you, I am not sick. I have you, not left the house in a month, but that's why I'm that, not sick. That's why you're not sick. So you were never sick over the break? No. There you go. And I was crunching too, so it's it's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah, we were talking last night. We were just uh, we were wondering what we were going to do for Saturday night, Heather and I, and uh, we were like, "Oh, let's go downtown. Let's get some sushi." Blah blah. And then we went out and just took the dog for a walk, and it's like freezing out. And I'm like, uh, "You know what? Never mind. Let's just let's just stay in." And uh, we didn't we didn't dare kind of walk into that garbage cold last night. So that's the way to do it. You just like hibernate. Mm-hmm. Netflix, Crave, games. <laughs> Usually yeah. after a crunch, that's when I get sick. It's like immediately after a crunch, I'm I'm done. We have uh we've done pretty good this year in crunching. I mean, this is we put out our third game and um yeah, I don't know. I, I like afternoon naps. We take afternoon naps, but we're trying to be a little bit more reasonable about crunch. Yeah. So, uh, Gene, for those who don't know One More Story Games or don't know you, do you want to maybe just kind of give a, a, a quick elevator pitch of what you guys do over up in Barrie? Sure. We are a different kind of game studio. For the last three years, we've been working on our own engine. So our engine really is to work with people who are storytelling focused. So writers to essentially we built the WordPress slash Word of narrative based games. And we've created three narrative-based games this year alone, two of them, which we'll probably talk about on the podcast, and one of them we just released 10 days ago. So, um, yeah, and let me just throw one more thing in there. We're working with Charlene Harris, which some of you might know from HBO's True Blood. She's a multi-million, she sold 36 million novels to date and has had several TV shows adapted from her novel. So we're working with her to create story-based video games. Nice. Yeah, I remember uh, you announced that a little while ago, didn't you? Or sometime in the year? Because I remember talking about it on the podcast. Um, yeah. We finally signed that contract uh, about 11 months ago, so February 2016. And we're starting pre-production on that in two weeks. So I'm super pumped about that. And we have an October delivery date that's self-imposed. <laughs> so if I'm interested in playing some of these story-driven games, where can I go to play them? You can go to story.games or onemorestorygames.com. There you go. And if I'm a writer who wants to make a uh, you know story-based game for this, uh, story stylus is what you guys call it, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Where, who should I contact? 
Well, you can at onemorestorygames.com under the about us, there is a direct link to Story Stylist, but it's storystylist.com. Mm-hmm. And we're we're still in beta and anybody who comes along right now, we have a few little tweaks to make in terms of like offering clear tutorials. It's not as intuitive as I would like it to be, but um we are working on that and it's functional. Every every game that you've seen on our website has come from Story Stylist as it currently stands. Mm. So it's a it's a work it's a walking talking narrative game engine. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. I uh, I play it throughout the. I, mean, I meant to play the two games uh, again before this podcast just to kind of re up, and I apologize, I did not. But I did play them throughout the year, um, and it's cool. It's I'm always down for story driven games, so. Uh, Kudos. It's it's cool. Like you said, it's it's a little bit different than what other kind of indie studios are doing these days. So um, we'll talk more about you guys uh, in a couple of minutes just because we're going to do the game of the year voting. Uh, if you haven't included in, that's why Gene is here. Um, but just to kind of bring everyone up to speed, like why this is episode 63 was about a month ago or so. You know, there was the holidays. You know, uh, there was some there was a, a, a family member who was sick. That took up a weekend, so we didn't do the podcast then. Then that that family member passed away, uh, so that was another weekend. And then Christmas was on Saturday, I think, or Sunday. Um, and then New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, I think, was on a Sunday as well. So it's just been a couple of weeks. So I know I got emails and tweets and stuff like that. And then there was like another sickness. Um, so apologize for that. I know we've been pretty consistent on like the week to week basis. I think we only missed like a couple of weeks, like a few times. And then when I was in Tokyo, we missed two weeks. Um, yeah. So I do apologize about that because uh, it was always important to us that we always do this like every Sunday, uh, sometimes Saturday, to get the podcast out. But real life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, so I hope you get, everyone enjoyed the break. Uh, hope you weren't as sick as Dan, Brett, or myself were over the break. <laughs> um, um, but that's it. That's just sort of my little soapbox. So I apologize. Uh, we have every intention of going through Sunday. I just had to like tell a lot of people this over Twitter and email. So, um, and like in real life, cause they're just like, Oh, what happened to the podcast? Like you guys, like I haven't seen it in like a month. I'm like, Hey, yeah, Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're going forward with everything. So, uh, I don't know if there's anything to hype cause I didn't really do any research. Brett, former director of hype. So I think we fired uh, you. Uh, yeah. Um, do you know of everything? I'm going to quickly jump onto the. I'm just going to do my stuff. Yes, do it. There'll be Game Dev Drinks uh, January 25th. Um, I have a friend who's coming out to talk. Um, her name's Melissa Davidson. Um, she'll be doing. Uh, we don't know what her talk's going to be about yet, but it might be about game production and all kinds of random game stuff. Um, so she'll be out. On the 25th uh, at the Pheasant Blucker, the usual time, 7 p.m. And um, I'm currently putting together the Great Ham Jam 2017 for February. Um, I can't remember the date right off the top of my head. I think it's the 17th, February 17th to the 19th. I think that's roughly where it is, something like that. Um, I have the location down. I have to start putting feelers out because we have to raise some money this time. Because we need a security guard. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. So they're like, it's going to cost like 500 bucks for the security guard. And I'm just like, okay. So. You were rowdy last time. Yeah. Why didn't you? No, I think guard? it's just the new, po- I think it's a new policy. 
Oh, brutal. Like, they, 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 there was no security guard last time either. So this time he was like, yeah, you got to get a security guard. And I was like, really? <laughs> I'll, yo, I'll do that. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. You should do it, Brett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brett, you can do it. <laughs> Be the security guard? Yeah. yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, I'm already the security guard. That's, hey, yourself. I, I don't know. So, yeah, we're in the process of just trying to raise some funds for the security guard and food and all that stuff, too. So if anyone wants to be a donator to the Great Ham Jam 2017, just drop me a, a message on Twitter or email me or whatever. Or email Steve. Message him. Not me. Uh, huh? Do you mean me? Yeah, because like, if they can't find me to oh, contact, okay, they contact you to contact me. You know? There you go. That works fine. Yeah, you can tweet yeah. at me, email me, steve at Um So all that information will be coming out in the next couple of days, I think, or next week. Yeah. Uh, is this the uh, second annual ham jam or the third? This is the second one. Second? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm pretty excited for. I was like, it came quicker than I expected. I was like, oh, snap, it's already time to start working on this. Do you have a theme and everything going yet? Or? I have no theme yet in mind. I don't know what the theme's going to be about this year. What was last year's theme? I can't remember now. It was like... Uh, things that don't go together or something like that. Things that don't mix or something like that. Things that don't mix? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, because I remember uh, Devin's game was like uh, a, a musical... Uh, yeah. rock paper scissors game and then the musical styles didn't mix or something yeah and then someone had like some science one where they had the beakers and stuff like that. oh yeah i wrote the music for that one yeah it's fun i think they, they ended up putting that one out on steam did they no for real or or was it just itchio i can't remember i don't think they put i don't think anyone who made anything for the that game jam put it out so they said they put it out uh when i talked to rory uh, but I'm not sure what platform they put it out oh. on, if it was just Itch.io or if it was Steam or what. That's cool. If they did, no one told me. So um, Cool, but yeah, that's it for hype. Cool. At the Hand Eye Society, they're on Tuesday, January 10th, there's 2-Bit Game Club talking about Doom. There's a Halcyon 6 postmortem. Uh, we'll talk about Halcyon 6 more. Uh, there's a bonus stage, January, E Play Mingle, uh, all on Tuesday, January 10th. Uh, intro to Maya for VR, uh, Dave's Making Games, is on Wednesday, January 11th. Uh, a comedy hack day on Saturday and Sunday on January 14th, 15th. Uh, possible Fortress game completion, uh, competition January 17th. You can check all of this at HandEyeSociety.com. Uh, Dan, what's going on in Oakville? Um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all is happening in Oakville at the, at this particular moment in time. Are you not done this this show yet? Like, Shouldn't you be close to being done? It will be done. Um, it will be done at the end of the month. I'll be done finally. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, Jean, is there anything in Barry that you would like to hype up, or or uh, anything else? <laughs> oh, Barry. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I I know there's one other small studio in Barry, uh, Giganaut. Yep. Uh, I, I've actually never met them. So we're looking, trying to get an event happening at the beginning of May, um, just after Digifest. So nothing to report right now. Nope. Cool. But, keep, but stay tuned. Exactly. Stay tuned. I am determined to make Barry a little hub of indie game. Thanks. Perfect. Uh, with that all being said, then let's go to news time. News, news, news. 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 Oh, so got it. It's 2017. You know it. 
<laughs> um, I, I almost didn't want to do it. I'm just like, no, it's a catchy little ditty. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? Let's let's start 2017 off right. Uh, there's quite a few things to talk about. Um, I think, you know, there's yeah. I'll send you links here. Yeah, I don't. I'll send you links. Here's, <laughs> here's the first one. So the first one is uh, MetaNet Software announces the N plus plus Ultimate Edition. Uh, mm. Is basically just going to be more N plus plus. I don't think that they're. Let's see. Quote. We've been working on this since the PS4 version of N++ shipped in mid-2015, and the great news is that we're almost done. N++ Ultimate Edition will be a huge addition to the game, roughly doubling the size of the original version, with new levels as well as new color schemes to fun lock, and N++ Ultimate Edition will feature a new single-player game mode designed for veteran players. Cool. Uh, so more N++. When I talked to them, they don't know if they'll have a simultaneous release. It's coming to both platforms, Steam and PS4, at least that's what they said. Um, but it might not be a at the same time sort of thing. Intriguing. Cool. It wasn't the game massive to begin with. Yeah, there's like over a thousand levels. Like it, Jeez. it, it takes a while. Uh, so there's two thousand levels. Yeah, I guess. So there's there's like three game modes. There's like the single player. There's the the co-op, which is a lot of fun, uh, and then the racing, which uh, t- to me isn't as fun. But the single player, yeah, there's there's a shit ton of content in this game. So when they said that they're making an ultimate edition and I, I was just like i don't know i was I, I there's already like so much in this uh i'll be you know it, it's for the n plus plus like fans cool. though like you know what i mean this is for yeah. the the people that love this game so much they yeah. just want more content so good on them i thought they would move on to something else but cool on them awesome uh is this dlc or is it an actual full new release that i don't know um it, it sounds like it's kind of Ultimate Edition sounds like it's another purchase. Another per- exactly. I so hmm. we'll have to wait a little bit longer for some of the other details. Um, and and they also said for an Xbox One version that they're trying to make that work, but they didn't really. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a DLC, if it's going to be a patch, if it's going to be a whole new purchase. I would imagine it's uh, it's going to be like, for instance, I think N plus plus is like a twenty dollar game. Yeah. I'd imagine it's like a $10, $15 DLC thing, uh, or a $20 DLC, and then you can buy the whole like game itself for like $35 or something like that. So that's what, I, if I had to guess, that's what I would say, but I don't know. Word. Word. Speculation. Oh, I should let my dog out of the cage that I fed him better in. Uh, <laughs> number two. Or Gene, did you play N++? Or? What was the question? Did you play N++? I haven't played any other games. Oh, no? <laughs> I am playing, what am I playing these days? I'm playing something called a mobile game called Lanterns the Harvest. Okay. And um, it's the, I was a serious Candy Crush addict. I'm more into the mobile games mostly because I'm on my computer 15 hours a day. And yeah, yeah I just want something really simple that's going to take my brain away from everything. And not like another 15 hours of computer time. Oh my god! I am just I'm I I could use a week without computers. That would be really nice. So what's the game called? Lantern. Lanterns, the harvest, and I mean you know it's interesting. I normally go for the free to play model, even though I shun. I philosophically disagree with the free to play model, 
And um, so this one was, I think, six six fifty or something like that. And I started playing it, and it was fun. And to be honest, I don't think it's the greatest in terms of the mechanics behind it because it's very repetitive. But I apparently don't seem to care. <laughs> I play for I play several hours a week, and it's got a nice little sort of like an Enya track in the behind the scenes. Yeah. And um, I mean, games are supposed to be escapism. For me, this is really shutting my brain off. Yeah. Sometimes there's games like that where you're just like, I, I shouldn't like this game as much as I do. Uh, yeah. But I like it. So what can yeah, you do? Yeah, I, I was pretty hardcore about Candy Crush. And I think I probably spent about 120 bucks on it over like a two-year oh. period. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like level, almost level 1800. <laughs> and I got to this one level and I spent 10 bucks trying to beat it. And I was like, no. You do not deserve my money anymore. So, so, so this is based on a on a board game. This lanterns game. Oh, is it? Yeah, I've seen. I'm seeing a lot of copies oh, that's of. That's cool. I could totally see that. Yeah. Lanterns, yeah. the Harvest Festival board game, yeah. or or maybe it's the other way around. I think it's overpriced as a for what you get the. I mean, there's really not much beyond the, the the mechanism. It's it's very very simple. But hey, you know what? I want people to buy our stuff, so I'm willing to shell out money for theirs. There you go. So, um, actually, yeah, I'm looking at this too. It looks like yeah, it looks like a cool little game. Uh, all right, number two. Number two. Uh, number two. Did I, did I give you stuff? Yeah, I did. Altos uh, Altos Odyssey announced coming 2017. Ooh. So. Nice. Yeah, uh, snow built by Snowman or Snowman, probably one of they. Just, they just keep announcing stuff. Um, but Ryan Cash, who I believe is one of the des- uh, developers or owners of Snowman, tweeted out about three years ago. I started thinking about what would be next after Alto's Adventure, announcing Alto's Odyssey. Uh, coming to 2017, we literally know nothing about this game. Uh, looks the art style looks like Alto's uh, Adventure, but who knows if it's going to be a similar thing. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. They always kind of announce their games like this. They like tease it out. They just send an image. They're like, here you go. Get hyped. Get excited. Uh, it's always like beautiful art. And then they just like don't say anything for a few months. So, because we still don't know much about the card one, right? Uh, where the cards fall. No, we, we got the trailer at least. Um, and then they did, they did announce like something else that I'm blanking on. Uh, where is that? Uh, yeah. Oh, distant. They announced like distant a little while ago. I'm not sure if we talked about it, but oh, yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. That might have been something. When was that? December fourth. That might have been like yeah. just after the podcast. So they also announced distant then, uh, which is another like partnership with Slingshot, Slingshot and Satchel, um, and it's another like little teaser and stuff like that. Beautiful art, but we don't know like what kind of game it is or what platforms oh actually I, rec- I recall us talking about this distant game actually yeah actually sorry for distant he just uh, they just say it'd be coming to pc mac consoles and apple tv so we need to at least know a little bit more about that um but yeah also this adventure we'll just have to wait and see i have complete faith in them because all like all these also's games- odyssey yeah what did i say <laughs> adventure oh yeah that's already out go download that yeah all those adventures awesome i crushed all these guys until steve beat my record Boom. <laughs> yeah, on Android, it's a little like you get that because uh, I only sorry. I think I only beat it on the mic on my Microsoft tablet because you it's the same thing where it's free and you get the um, you get the three chances or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. 
Yeah. Whereas on iOS, it's a paid app, and you and as soon as you die, like you're dead or whatever. So I think you have my i. I think you got me on iOS B. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Gene, if you're looking for a good game to just kind of fall back into and turn your brain off, Alto's uh, Adventure is a good one. Okay, you mean Alto's Odyssey? Uh, that's the new one coming out. Alto's Adventure is the game that they released like two years ago, I believe. Uh, it's like a. Oh, okay. It's like a snowboarding uh, infinite runner, but it's really calm music. Really pastoral. Yeah. Let's <laughs> check it out. Except for the moments when you're cursing yourself for dying. Yeah. <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> um, number three, Dash Quest developer Tiny Titan Studios releases Tiny Rails on mobile. Uh, it's another tapping game, which I finally, uh, I was really deep into Tap Titans and uh, oh, I can't even remember the game now, the tap, the, the other one that's Money One. And I finally tycoon one or whatever. Yeah, it is. Tap, tap tycoon. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I finally got out of that. Um, and here, here they, here's another developer, Tiny Titan Studios, released another one. But you're basically uh, a train conductor person. I didn't play it much, to be honest. Word. Yo, it Brett, did you just cough? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the. Yeah, you heard that too. I heard that too. <laughs> if you hear it clicking, no, that's me <laughs> coughing my brains out. <laughs> Um, gonna, I gotta go close my window. It's too damn cold in here. Hold right. on, I'll be back. This looks cool. Tiny Rails. Yeah, it's on iOS. Um, I think it's on Android too. I'm not sure actually. Yeah, it's on Android as well. Free download. I will get. Hmm? I will get. There you go. All these things for me to play. So, <laughs> you should be on the podcast more. I would be happy to be on the podcast more if you change the time. Nine o'clock on Sunday is unholy. <laughs> it kind of just works. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I re- we release it to patrons uh, and then release it to the public like Monday or Tuesday. Um, but Sunday at nine a.m. just kind of works. For, at least, well, it works for Brett because Brett Brett's uh, hard circle day is, is Sundays. Um, it works for me because I usually do work after this, and then Dan just has to do what we say. So. I just I'm just constantly working, so it doesn't really matter when I do the podcast. I just they just tell me what's happened, and then I try stuff. You, you know, I went to a Christmas party, and they gave you this necklace. It was like one of those Mardi Gras bead things, mm-hmm. and the idea was at the end of the night you could collect them, and the only way that you could get them was to get somebody to talk about their business, and it was really unfair because everybody wants to know what's going on with us, and I'm just. The first person that even says hello, and I'm like, here you go. Here's my necklace because I don't have a life outside of One More Story Games. Right. And it's all like I'm working every single day, all day, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, th- I think, yeah, a lot of uh, indie devs can sympathize. I, I've, every, it seems like everyone I talk to is, is always like, yeah. And I say, oh, yeah, when's a good time to meet? They're like, uh, yeah, we work every day, all night and weekends. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've been working on the railroad. It's labor of love. Cool. Uh, but yeah, anyways, Tiny Rails on mobile. Check it out. Nice, right. seg- nice segue, Gene. I, you know what? I went there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Brett still around or did we lose him? I'm here. Oh, there you go. I was just downloading this uh, Tiny Rails game. Oh, is that a gingerbread man lead car there? And then a game shop? And then a taco joint? And then a... Su- and then a- Ooh, tacos. And then that one is clearly some sort of pool. This is the coolest train ever. <laughs> I, I didn't play. I feel bad. I didn't I didn't play it that much. I, I, I downloaded it. I was like, okay, I'm down with this. Uh, but I just got out of this habit with other games. 
Um, yeah, because you, you you waste a lot of you sunk a lot of time into tap games already. Oh, uh, tap tap tycoon was I, I spent yeah probably like maybe fifty sixty dollars on it. Uh, I would I would play it like three or four times a day. Uh, Heather would just make fun of me all the time for playing it. Uh, <laughs> it. It just got to be too much. And then what happened? They had there was a bug that you couldn't um, like pr- proceed um, for a while, and it was maybe like a good week or so. And then, uh, and then I just like, I was like, screw it. And I just deleted it. I'm like, I don't, I like, so, so the only reason you ended up quitting is because you couldn't actually play it because of a bug. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Well, you can yeah. still play it, but you couldn't like for all these games, you always like prestige, right? You always like get to a certain point where it's, t- where you can't go any farther and then you like restart, but you have like some bonuses. Um, and so you couldn't do the restart. So you're basically, I was like kind of at the tipping point of like how far I can go with my current character. Uh, and then I just said like, I can't do this anymore. And then I just quit. Righto. So, and now I'm, I'm free. Now I'm on, now I'm back into Pokemon go. So, oh, well. and, uh, I'm going to try this tiny, tiny rails. There you go. Everyone's downloading it. So number four, don't starve, uh, shipwreck, uh, which was a joint from Klee in Vancouver. Uh, and Capybara Games. It's out now on iOS uh, for both iPad and iPhone, so you can download it. But it's also on Steam. It's on PS4, I think. It's on a bunch of other platforms. So if you haven't tried it out on... If you're waiting out for the iOS version, it's now available for 5 bucks. So there you go. Uh, and then the final thing. The second annual Game of the Year voting. The results. Uh, I was saying before the podcast to, to Gene that... It was, I'll say it was over 500, less than 1,000 people voted. Uh, you could vote for multiple games at the same time, but you could only vote once. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go through through the list. Uh, and then we'll kind of maybe do our own. Well, Gene, you can talk more about the two games. Um, and then we'll kind of talk about our own personal game of the years. So number 10, awesome. Maze from Finish Line Games. I don't think, it came out late in December. Uh, I don't think any of us have played it. Brett, have you played it? Maze? Yeah, you're probably... Uh, no. Okay. You're probably no, the but I know person. the guys who wrote the music for that. There you go. Music. Where I used to work, Eggplant, yeah. they, they, they worked with uh, Finish Line on, on Maze doing all of the recordings and whatnot, and it, was, it turned out great. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know very little about this game. Haven't played it. It's only on Steam, which, you know, it's not my platform, but I want to get it. Hopefully it comes to a console someday. I have no idea what their future plans are. Anyways, 10th. 10th rated game. Uh, number nine, Capsule Infinite from Luke O'Connor. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, this game's awesome. It's on mobile. It's on Steam. Uh, Devin reviewed it. Didn't really like it on Steam, but can see that it's a good mobile game. Uh, number eight, Far Cry Primal uh, from Ubisoft Toronto and the Ubisoft family. Uh, I reviewed that earlier in the year. Definitely a solid game. Worthy of being on the list. Number seven, Along With You from Benjamin Rivers. Uh, a game I also reviewed and liked quite in, quite a bit. Good story, good story game. Uh, you're alone on a planet. Uh, you have to basically work with this like robot AI to get off the planet. Uh, pretty sweet. Number six, Watch Dogs Two from Ubisoft Toronto as well. Uh, I platinum this over the break. It's pretty awesome. It's I have mixed feelings about it because the story is pretty shitty. The character is at least likable this time. Um, and I kept finding myself going to it, despite the fact that I, every time I was playing, I'm like, I don't know if I like this game. But kind of what we were talking <laughs> about before, like, 
There's there's certain games where you just play and you're not sure if you like why you're playing it. And Watch Dogs 2 is that. It was good, but it wasn't great. It looks so boring watching you play it. Yeah, we were talking about that. Um, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, part of the reason, too, why I liked it, I think we were, we were talking about this over Twitter, weren't we, that I hadn't played a, an open-world game in a while. Like, what uh, was the last one you played? Like like a driving open-world game. Yeah. Uh, I played GTA Five, but I'm wondering if I played, and on PS3, but I'm wondering if I played any since then, and I can't think of anything. Yeah, because like that's that's how I was comparing it when I was watching you play. Because GTA Five was probably the last one that I played hardcore, yeah. and I was like, "This game is nothing like GTA Five. This looks like this ass." <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to go in, before we go to the top five? Do you want to go on your little Assassin's Creed? No, that'll be later. Okay, fine, later. That's later. You seem like let's you have to. Exist. You want to get all you be bashing out right now, or yeah. no, no? Let's save that for later. <laughs> uh, I never played Watch Dogs. I, I, I don't know. I do know that if this is the reason why we didn't get an Assassin's Creed game, that was a horrible decision. Hmm. You know, it could it it could be because Watch Dogs One launched and did really well. Um, maybe I they, heard the numbers on this game didn't do that good. Actually. I don't think it did that good either. Uh, and actually, one of the things that one of the stories we talked about in the past is that the CEO of Watchdog, or sorry, of uh, Ubisoft, thought that Watchdogs Two could have been like one of their biggest games ever. Um, right. Hmm. So that doesn't bode well for the future of Watchdogs. Uh, good. And, <laughs> good. Just give me five more Assassin's Creeds every year, <laughs> or just give me something better. I don't care. That's fair. Um, you're you're sick. Harsh. You're, yeah, you're sick. You're cranky. I get it. No, it's 2017 era. It's all about, that's like, you know, no more rainbows this year. <laughs> you never dished out yeah. rainbows at all. <laughs> We're going even more or less rainbows. Brad is the anti-rainbow. We're going, I, I love, I'm a happy guy. Yeah, you are. I am a happy person, but I'm just tired of all this, like, everyone holding each other's hands when it comes to video games. So, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. All right, there it is. You heard it here. I just want dope games. That's all. I'm so tired of mediocrity. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that. See? (laughs) I don't know. I think it's because I've been – I'll save this for later. But I think it's because I've been playing games for about 35 years now. And I'm just tired of seeing the same old shit in a different year. Like, I'm just tired. And it's the same with movies, too. Like, I'm I'm just tired. Brett, and I'm going to totally pimp Danielle's Inferno, which is the one that we just released two weeks ago. Mm. You've never seen anything like it. There you go. There you go, Brett. Uh, Okay. That's true. Actually, sorry. We were doing the the thing. Danielle's Inferno came out uh, just at the tail end. It was technically 2016, right? Because I know we had this talk about mandatory upgrade, Mm. Um, Gene, because – I'm hoping you'll still consider Danielle's Inferno for next year because, I mean, it came out on December 22nd. It didn't make the voting for last year, so it will be in in the voting for 2017. Yeah, my word. Yeah, my word. Uh, but Yay. yeah, sorry. We, we So we'll take a break before the, the going through the top five. But one more story games did release another story-driven game, Daniel's Inferno. Uh, do you, actually, Gene, do you want to just maybe hype it up a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> It is adapted from a short story, and it initially was going to just be like a half-hour, 20-minute game, and we ended up making it – it runs between an hour and a half to three hours, depending on how much you want to explore, 
And it really is. It's a dark comedy, a little bit of Monty Python meets philosophy. It's Virgil. Your guide through hell is a snarky Siamese cat. And um, so you're going through all nine levels of hell. They're all very unique visually. Uh, the soundtrack, oh my God, we had so much fun with the gluttony because it kind of sounds like something at Drunken Oktoberfest. <laughs> and then we overlay some burps, farts, and vomit. Um, we had so much fun making the game. It, it's it's funny, it's deep, and I would say 80% of the people who play through to the end have told us that they've cried because the ending was so moving. Mm. So I... I'm kind of happy about how it turned out. Beauty. There are some senior game devs who have told me that they consider that their game of the year and that they loved it more than they loved Civ Six. I was like, okay, that's pretty high praise. Wow. Well, you can, they can tell them they can vote for it in the, the third annual TrendingGameDevs.com. Heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, perfect. So yeah, that one, I, that one just kind of came out in the tail end of, uh, of the year. So we'll go back to the game of the year voting. Uh, number five was Halcyon six, Starbase commander. Uh, Brad, I think you played the most out of this game. Yep. Uh, do you, I, I can't remember what your final thought on it was. Cause you're, I think you're playing it quite a bit and you liked it, but you noticed there was, some things that you didn't like, I, I could, yeah. like the tutorial or something, or you had to keep. I playing. have a love hate relationship with this game. That's fair. <laughs> I like, you know, uh, the guys who made it, they're dope. Ken, he's a dope dude. So I try not to get my emotions involved with people that work on the game, but the game itself is just like, it's, mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, I'm torn with that, this game. Cause I've played better versions of this game. Like, uh, people have made other games like this that I've played that are way mm-hmm. better. But uh, it's a good game. It is good, but it's very repetitive. Yeah. See, I haven't played it, mm. but it reminds me of uh, of Shovel Knight, and I didn't nope. really like Shovel Knight. And but it's not even close to Shovel Knight. Why would you do that to me? In that it <laughs> it reminds Knight. me of Shovel Knight in that it takes other games oh. and and throws its own spin on it. Is mm-hmm. from what my understanding, right? It's like FTL mixed with a little bit JRPG and stuff like that. Where Shovel Knight is a little bit of like DuckTales and a little bit of like Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Adventure. Um, but to me, I rather play those original games because they're they're just like better to me. That's how I, I, I view Halcyon Six. But I also haven't played it, so I, I mm. could be totally off base. But when I look at the game and when I look at like the features and what you can do in the game, that's what mm-hmm. it reminds me of. Just like it's. It's the marriage of other games, but I rather just play those other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's 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 it, yeah yeah. I'd rather play anything else. Than <laughs> anything I, else? <laughs> like no, like anything else in this genre. Right, because right. this it's, it's, this is a good entry. This is a good okay. If I was first born on this earth and never played anything else that was doper than this, this is a good place to start. Like it is, it has good qualities. And it is it is fun and it is engaging, um, but once you've done it, it, you don't need to play it ever again. Um, so it is good. Like it is, it's it's good. So you, you beat it ultimately? Uh, I gave up on it. I was bored with it for me because I just was like, okay, I'm doing the same old stuff. But I should actually sit down and beat it. I think so they've I, uh, I think they've been patching and stuff since because uh, I think it's been a few months since you played it. But I think they've yeah, been patching and things like that. So I think it has. They're, they're certainly supporting it. They, they didn't just like release yep. it and drop it off. So and uh, the guys behind this game, are, they are a good team. Like they're they know what they know what they're doing. Yeah, and definitely like 
you know, if you want to support them, go ahead, do that. But it's it's a fun, it's an all right game. It's an all right game. There you go. I've played better, but it's an all right game. There's the box quote right there. I backed them on Kickstarter, and I haven't played it yet, so. Oh, yeah, I wish I backed them on Kickstarter. If, if I had the opportunity to, I would have backed them for sure. Uh, number four, Rumbo Satura's Space Adventures. This was, uh, I, I, I wasn't sure to put this game on there because it's technically a DLC. You can't, like, buy it separately, but it is, like, it is more than just, like, maps and stuff like that. It's single player. It's, mm-hmm. It is more maps. There's a single player campaign. There's, like, more music, uh, written by our own composer Dan. Stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, whatever, just throw it on there. And Rumbo <laughs> came in fourth, uh, last year. And then the, the, you know, this DLC, uh, add-on came in fourth as well. So, Right. Uh, this came out earlier in the year. It's basically just more Runbo. There, there is another campaign with more levels and stuff like that. Uh, with new, with new gameplay elements. It's not just like the same sort of color mechanic that was in the first one. Uh, although that's still there. Uh, there's more multiplayer maps, things like that. Uh, I had a lot yeah. of fun playing it. Uh, yeah, they stretched the mechanics quite a bit, actually. Yeah, they did. There, there's. It wasn't just. I thought it would. There was, there was still the color swapping, but if, you know, if memory serves, there's quite a bit. There's like gravity stuff. There's like portals and things like that, and the portals mm-hmm. have different colors, and you got to like work between the two. So I remember like kind of wanting a bit more because there was, uh, I think there was 25 or 26 or 36 levels. I can't remember the exact number. If it was a six by six or five by five grid, uh, I would, I was, I would kind of want a little bit more just because the concepts they, I wasn't like done with, you know, the, yeah. the, the ideas that they threw in. So that was my feelings on it. It's still solid. You can now get the Runbo like complete edition on uh, on Steam and on uh, on retail and stuff like that. Uh, it's coming to 3DS. I don't think it's out just yet. I could be wrong on that. It's been a while since I've actually looked into Runbo, mm-hmm. but it came in fourth uh, and did quite well. Um, and Dan, you did the music for this one. Yeah, I did. There you go. Oh yeah. Cool. Uh, number three is Severed from Drinkbox Studios. This was kind of a, a, a three-team, or I guess two-team, three-game fight, um, and Severed released on Vita. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast or if you know me, you know I'm a huge fan of the Vita. This game was like basically uh, like a, 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 a new kick into the system because it was like the first like Vita-exclusive game in a long time. Uh, it then ended up coming to like all the other touchscreen devices like tablets, phones, Wii U, 3DS. Uh, I played it on the phone. I haven't played it on the Wii U yet. The Wii U is not even like hooked up, so I don't think I'll ever play it on the Wii U. But this game's awesome. Uh, it's you know pretty short, five six hour adventure. Uh, but you play as the girl who you know kind of wakes up and, and and has to discover the mystery of like what's happened with her her family. You're also missing an arm, uh, and and has like you know deals with death. Uh, it's hella good and the art is awesome i wish you know as much as i love severed i wish they'd made a guacamole 2 hopefully we're getting guacamole 2 um Mm -hmm. but severed is still like a solid solid game that i think you know if you have like an iphone uh or a uh you know wii u or vita somehow probably don't have a vita uh then i would recommend downloading it so they can make guacamole 2 and just sneak her in as a secret character that'd be sick I, I would like that. I'd be down with that. Uh, did anyone out, did anyone play Severed? Uh, or was, am I? I think it was you and Dan. Dan, did you play it? Or I didn't beat it. I just played. I just played a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I did really enjoy it. 
And Gene, this is another one that you can throw on as your your wish list for games to just kind of fall in love with because I I really dug it. So I you know what I, I did some research on. I've had my head down for so long, and I was checking out Drinkbox, and I was like, damn, these guys have done some really great stuff. Yeah. And I heard that Severed was like the Apple's iOS game of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's been getting it's been getting it's a lot epic. of uh, yeah it's been getting a lot of high praise. Drinkbox. So if you're not familiar, I'm kind of a Drinkbox studios fanboy the website actually exists because of drinkbox studios um or at least they're like the first studio i found out was from toronto they made a game i loved i decided to find out who else was from toronto um so i'm a huge and and you know i'm a huge fan of the vita they supported the vita they just like they're they're just awesome uh i you know i hope that they're making guacamole too but whatever they do make i i will most likely be a fan of um because that they, they just got a lot of talent in that studio they're awesome so Congrats to them because they're getting a lot of praise for Severed. I know uh, on the the for any PlayStation fans, the PS I Love You XOXO show from uh, Greg Miller and Colin Moretti. They, they kind of funny, yeah, kind of funny. They they're big fans of Drinkbox Studios as well. So yeah, I don't I don't watch the non PlayStation stuff on Kind of Funny. I just watch the PlayStation stuff. So uh, and number two. And number one, we'll just kind of combine them into both because they're from the same studio. Uh, one more story games up in Barry. Uh, hard, hard vacuum lullaby. Yay! Yay. And uh, the game of the year was mandatory upgrade X, X mandatory upgrade X marks the spot. Um, Gene, do you want to maybe just kind of give uh, you know your your overall, I guess your elevator pitch on the two games and just what they are and and hype them up a little bit. Congrats on winning game of the year. I know you guys, uh, you know. A lot of people sent out tweets, got a lot of traffic. It's funny because, you know, like I said, there was uh, several hundred votes, but there was, that page was viewed by like three times that much. Um, so I don't know if people just didn't vote or, or what have you, but a lot of people saw all these games. Um, so it was awesome that you guys kind of came out on top, especially with your two games. Uh, do you want to maybe just kind of talk about, you know, the two games? Yeah, absolutely. So when we did... Hard Vacuum Lullaby, that was actually a game that we did in studio with somebody who had never really written games before. This was his third game with us, and it was just a two-person team, really, to build Hard Vacuum Lullaby, and then we did some uh, coding and some editing behind the scenes. It was built with Story Stylus, which is one of the reasons why it was so easy to do it with two people. And it really is meant to just be like a half hour free to play game. You go through the spaceship. It's eight different endings based on a decision that you make the very first moment because you're told not to answer any distress calls and beep beep. (laughs) So uh, you have to make a decision. And I love that we're going after that choose your own adventure market because we really wanted to show people what's possible with branching narratives. So we had a lot of fun with that game. And with Mandatory Upgrade, that was actually written by Chris Tihor, and he was the first person external to our studio to get in there and start using Story Stylus. So technically speaking, Story Stylus was still an alpha when he came on board, and he really, <laughs> I think the best way to describe it is he just like he banged his head against the wall several times because we weren't quite ready for him. It's easier when you're doing it in-house, right? You can sit next to somebody and go, okay, you got to do this, this, and this. So Chris, Chris's game clocks in at about two, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It's a futuristic murder mystery set in Hamilton, Ontario. 
What was it? Right? Um, with a strong female protagonist and I love it because it's in the direction of the kind of stuff that we really want to do. Um, it's the precursor to the game that we're working on, which is now set in Tilsonburg. The Tilsonburg is going to be the precursor to the Charlene Harris game. Every game that we do just builds on top of each other in terms of how we improve the engine. And I think mandatory upgrades really cool and it's got a, a really cool soundtrack to it as well. Or, um, yeah, and the art style is very different. Every single one of our games, the art style is so different from the previous game because they're all different authors, all different artists. So who does the who does the audio for you guys? Do you have someone in house, or do you do it, or or do you have like a, a freelancer? Or with mandatory upgrade, Chris had a friend of his who did the track for that. Okay. With hard vacuum lullaby, I think we went and purchased audio tracks. With Danielle's Inferno, we went to Pond Five and bought tracks off of there. I see. And so, um, so it's, it's you know it's not the same person every time. It's it's no okay cool. no cool. and I you know we we still are we may be mighty like when you go to our website I like to think that our website is very polished both Story Stylus and One More Story Games dot com but people need to remember that we're still a really tiny studio. Mm. And we just don't have the resources for full-time artist and full-time musician yet. Yeah, true. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, congratulations. It's awesome. Yay! Uh, I, I, I quite enjoyed We'll go and play the games. Yes. I mean, go play they're pretty the, awesome. Yeah, go play them. I quite enjoy them. I Like I said, I'm, I, I meant to play them up to this podcast. I didn't. I'm going to, especially with Dan, uh, Daniel's Inferno as well. Um yeah, what you guys are doing is really cool. It's different, as you mentioned. I'm a big fan of, of story games. I remember playing, you know, I remember the the first one that was probably mostly story-driven for me was like Phoenix Wright, um, where you're really just like a lawyer uh, and, and you just had to kind of play out the story. Um, and the DS had, DS had quite a few of those games. Uh, so I'm always a fan of these games. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Congrats, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And thanks for joining us on the podcast. So. Well, thank you. And and if I just throw one more thing in there, yeah. I mean, the whole reason why we built the engine is because we want people to get paid for creating story based games. Mm-hmm. And they're the twine community is large and huge and very dedicated to twine. But for those who are looking to see what else is out there, I hope they'll come and consider us. I think that there is room for people to create short storyfied content and um, we've managed to teach 10-year-olds how to make a game. Like, if they go on our website right now, they could play Attack of the Killer Zombie, Attack of the Killer Zombie Cats USA Edition, where you play as Barack or Michelle Obama to defeat Trumpy Cat. <laughs> nice. That was made by an 11-year-old girl in 18 hours. That's cool. And it's a pretty polished game. I've, I've seen some of the other games out there by indie creators. And um, I think Kira could run circles around them. Nice. Yeah, you guys do a lot of uh, stuff in Barry. There's a lot of um, girl game camps uh, that you, you kind of ran in the summer, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great for the community. It's great for us. It gives 10-year-olds are brutally honest with feedback. So they're like, I don't like this part of the engine. Okay, we'll go make it different. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, so you guys had a camp where, where she made this 
um, premise? Or Yeah, so this was the second summer that we'd run a week-long boot camp where we teach them how to do the engine. So they write all their content. Kira drew some of her own original art, which you can tell which one's hers and which is our digital artist. Um, and they also learn how to code in LewisScript and, and bug test. So, yeah. Oh. Like I said, play Attack of the Killer Zombie Cats and you'll see how impressive it is as a as a little micro game but a 10 year old 11 year old girl in 18 hours that, that is awesome oh. i'm on the page right now i'm gonna play this game <laughs> <There it is. laughs> there you go so uh that was the game of year voting thanks to everyone who voted uh congrats to all the games that were nominated who who uh you know got got a vote i think like every game got at least one vote which is cool um and yeah and so in the third year we already have one game that was released actually there's there's been two i gotta write up a story for the other one um but daniel's inferno will be on there uh and then any games that kind of come out throughout the year we're going to do it again so uh any feedback just let me know on twitter but on that note because of uh i did, already did get some feedback i figured we would maybe kind of talk about it because maybe this is something that i would want to change in the future although it didn't apparently uh make a difference this time but someone wrote on a comment that just said, I'm not sure if it's fair to list Ubisoft-developed games here, as their budgets are probably more than any other games combined, which is probably true. Um, the way I... I didn't respond to that because I figured we would do the podcast eventually, but the way I consider it is that I'm just, I just list all the games that are released in Toronto. I don't break it down by platform or by type or anything like that. I just say, here are all the games uh, that I could find that were released in Toronto or surrounding areas. Uh, you can vote for multiple games. So if you really liked Watch Dogs 2, but then you also really liked Severn and you also really like Mandatory Upgrade, you can vote for all three. Um, that's kind of how I balance that going forward. If you know Ubisoft is really the only AAA studio in the area, mm-hmm. so I can't have really? like uh, yeah. I mean, Drinkbox Studio and Capybara Games are certainly the upper echelon of indies, but. Uh, and we have like Rockstar Games has a, a team here, but I think they're mostly just um, they just work on DLC shit. They're not like an actual named studio. Uh, and EA I think has like a mobile team here, but again, it's just like a smaller mobile team. Um, whereas Ubisoft Toronto is you know they're working on like the big games, the Watch Dogs Two, uh, Splinter Cell, etc. How am I supposed to win Game of the Year next year up against <laughs> Ubisoft? <laughs> well, you won this year, so. I think yeah, Ubisoft I, was on it this year, and I guess that's the case in point. I think most people who are fans of the site are are fans of sort of the the, the indie scene in the city, and then there's probably not a lot of votes coming from external sources. Um, at it, at case in point, because that Ubisoft game didn't didn't just completely crush everybody, right? Yeah, I didn't actually look at the the sources. I should do that, but yeah, I mean, most of it came from people following their Twitter. You know, Runbo tweeted it. So it's like fans of Runbo, you know, went and, and voted for Runbo. I post mm-hmm. I posted a few places online on on the sort of the, the I have a list of websites that I just post stuff whenever I write new articles and stuff like that. Reddit being one of them. So I got votes from there too. Um, but yeah, like Ubisoft Toronto is this big behemoth, um, and then you know there's there are the little guys like uh, Capsule Infinite. It's made by one guy, Luke O'Connor. Uh, came out on Steam and Mobile, and he he placed like ninth, and he got some, and he got like a decent amount of votes. So, 
the way that's the way I balance it, where you you can vote for multiple games. Um, so if you're a really big fan of of Ubisoft Toronto, you can vote for both. But if you're a really big fan of One More Story Games, you can vote for both, and then you can throw in another vote here and there. So that's how I kind of do it. If people like are really you know if if I have to split it up into like console and mobile releases or something like that, um, I, I'll do it for sure. Uh, it's it's all based off people's feedback. But that's how I kind of feel. I don't know what you guys what your thoughts on. Um, especially since all three of you kind of had a game on there uh, that you know was up for voting, so I open the floor to to the three of you. All three of us? Yeah. Well, what, what, what do you think? Like, should I split it up some way, or I don't think you should. No, I I, I like uh-huh. this. I like this method. It's fine. I mean, there, like case in point, we just we just ran through the whole thing, and and it wasn't like a lopsided victory for the for the one. Um, a developer who, who obviously has the most international appeal, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's because we, you know, the the blog, you know, the blog and the podcast and stuff have have sort of a niche following in the Toronto area and and they're focusing on the stuff that that matters to them the most and and that's why, you know, this isn't going to be like a game awards thing, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um and it wasn't like uh I it was pretty evenly disputed. The three top games all kind of got really close for a while. Actually, I thought Severed would kind of like intersect into uh, Mandatory Upgrade and um, and Hard Vacuum, uh, Hard Vacuum Lullaby. Uh, and then it kind of like, that was like always kind of shifting. Severed was ahead, I think, at one point and then just kind of like Ooh. kept going. Yeah, it's going to be a little insight. <laughs> and then uh, games four through, if I'm remembering, I deleted it too soon because I was up for like uh, a resubscription or whatever, but if I remember correctly, like four through like seven, um, which I think was the last one, the th- four through eight, like Ubisoft Toronto's, they're all kind of like really close and they're kind of like battling out. Watch Dogs 2 and Far Cry Primal were battling out. I don't think everyone knew that you could vote for multiple, like one more than one game at a time. That being said, oh well. Uh, and then like oh well. <laughs> games 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, they, they were all like close too. So it had its little like, you know, it was kind of interesting. So I was checking it like every day and, and multiple times throughout the day just to see like how everything was changing. Uh, and it was, it was cool. And more people voted this year than last year. So that's always good to see too. Uh, I don't remember the exact number of people who voted last year, but it, I would say it was, it was less than half. Um, Cause I didn't have to get the, the next package or whatever. So. Uh, the, only, the only feedback I have is mm-hmm. it would be really nice if on the, on the voting poll that you include the studio name on there too. And, if possible, a link to the studio so that oh. people could actually go and check out the games. So I really wanted to do a link this year, uh, and then I, I put up the, the voting too late, and uh, by the time I went, I was posting it, I couldn't figure out how to put a link. I'm not sure if it's possible. Um, For... Studio... The studio would make sense. I should have done that, yeah. Um, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. No. No, I didn't. You're right. I didn't. Uh, so yes, I will do that next year. The links I really wanted to, and I just didn't have, I, I couldn't figure it out and I didn't have time to like contact Wufu's like, uh, support team to like see if it was even possible, but I didn't see a way to do it, but that was something that was feedback last year that I obviously ignored this year. <laughs> uh, but I won't, <laughs> but I won't ignore it next year. So I'll put this studio cause that makes sense. Cause the casual fan who just kind of goes in, they see Capsule Infinite. They don't know what that. They might not know what that is. Uh, yeah, and stuff like that. Alone with you, uh, they might not know what that is. Mandatory upgrade. They might not know who that's from. So, makes sense. Um, next year, remind I'm me. Gonna, tweet at I'm me. I'm going to definitely check out Alone with You. 
Alone with You is awesome. I, I highly recommend it. I think it's only on PlayStation stuff though. It's only on PS4 and Vita. Okay. Um, but you can but you can tweet at the guy Benjamin Rivers because he's a he has a Home as well, which was another uh, game he released on iOS. Uh, I think Dan played Home as well. I would recommend Home. That's a, loved it. Yeah, that's a good one. So, uh, boom. So that's the that was the second annual TurningInters.com. Game of the Year voting. Thanks, again, everyone. Congrats, Gene, and One More Story Games, and everyone involved with those two games, and uh, everyone else. So, yay. 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 Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. We're, we're almost at an hour. Um, mm. Oh, man. I wanted to do, like, our own personal Game of the Years, but maybe <coughs> we'll do that real quick, uh, and then, yeah. So, Brett. Uh, for 2016? Yeah. What was your Game of the Year? Uh, probably Darkest Dungeon. No, Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Stardew Valley is my game of the year. That's on PS4 now. Yeah, buy it. Play it. it. Yeah. Heather's a big fan of Harvest Moon, so I was showing her the game, and she was kind of interested, so I might buy it for her. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Oh, if she liked Harvest Moon, she'll love Stardew. Yeah, she'll love it. That's what I was trying to tell her, yeah. Yeah, um, Stardew Valley is probably my game of the year. There you go. You don't seem too excited about it, though. Like well, I'm not, sick. I'm just I'm uh, tired. All right, fair enough. Sick and tired. I I'm I am excited about it because I love that game, and everyone who listens to the podcast knows that should be my game of the year. And uh, if are, are you still streaming and stuff? Oh yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, too, I, I okay. haven't streaming too much this this month because uh, you know looking for work and stuff. Yeah. So. So if you want to follow uh, Brett on Twitch, you can do so at Brett Meeser on Twitch. Uh, yeah. Dan, what was your game of the year? You actually got to play games this year. So you yeah, to, I did. You don't have to vote for your own freaking game like you did last year. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Oh, it's 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 tough. Like, I mean, I really. So this is this is a free for all. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We can next podcast we can do kind of deeper. And I wanted to do similar to what we did last year, but uh, yeah, just free for all. What was your overall game there? Okay, I'd have to say I'd had the most fun this year. Oh, does a reboot count? Yeah, sure. I had the I had the most fun playing Ratchet and Clank this year. Oh, true, really. That, I had the most fun nice. playing the game, and I played inside. I played Uncharted Four. Um, those came out this year too. Um, but yeah, Ratchet and Clank. I just I had the most fun playing it. That's a game. See, sometimes I hate the fact that I'm a trophy trophy guy <laughs> because I played that game, you know, from beginning to end. Really loved it. Thought it was great. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's it's you know it's it's solid all the way through and then i went back to like collect all the trophies and get all the all the stuff and it was killing me and i I started to hate it and now in my head i just have this like bad like image of that game because i'm just like oh the game the platinum trophy was such a like a bitch you went back to challenge mode uh, after beating the game yeah exactly and there's some stuff you just had you had to like max out all the weapons and shit and you had to get like all the like golden um the golden screws or whatever and it just like killed me it was just like getting too much like the game was like the perfect length of uh of gameplay mm-hmm. before and but then if you go back to play it again to me it just got like really repetitive and i was just like oh i'm getting tired of this shit so and you just crush everybody because you already have super powerful weapons from beating it once yeah exactly it's like there's no challenge and like once you kind of get over that first a couple of things where you know the weapons are so powerful everyone just blows up uh mm-hmm. after that you're just kind of like, okay whatever so I really loved it when I played it through the first time, and then going back to it was like a mistake. So I could see that being the game of the year, though. It was definitely a fun game. Um, Gene, what was your game of the year? 
Oh my god, I only played two games this year. You can you can <laughs> you can pick your game if you like. Dan you know what? Lumbo. I have to say, I mean, the first time I played all the way through Danielle's Inferno, I wept. Yeah. I wept. I was blown away by what my team had made. And I think it's really special and I look forward to making more games with these people. And I and I went to play it again last night because I kind of missed it. Mm. I missed it. So I know that's kind of I feel lame saying that I love my own game, but I'm really proud of it. And I am looking forward to seeing more. I don't like tapping games. I don't like side scrollers. I am. A, I'm a mystery. I'm a. I'm a story-based girl, so I would love to play more games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, making- cool. I would recommend down- giving home a try then on your phone. Uh, yeah, that one's that one's good because it's it's cheap. It's it's quick, similar to to like um, you know it's not it's not like a drawn out thing. Uh, I think it's maybe beatable in like an hour and a half or so. I would recommend just like sitting down, don't move, just play that for like an hour, an hour and a half, or however long it takes to beat it, and, and give it a shot. But uh, yeah, you can vote for your own game. That's totally fine. Um, I get chastised for it like five minutes ago. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's par for the course. You're allowed to do that. I'll play the woman card. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go. It's fine. Um, for me, I would have to go with Doom. Doom is just like, the, like it, it takes all the great first-person shooter stuff from years past and just throws it back in. Uh, there's a lot of like cool things that it, it, it does that just like eliminates all the non-fun things like reloading. You can't, you don't reload in the game ever. There's no, like you can't, if you hit square, which is the typical reload button, a chain, you get your chainsaw out. So it, it, it just like, it condenses all that's fun into just like a really awesome tight package. The maps are really you know, challenging and uh, and and varied and and like complex. It's not just like a kind of a linear path. I was playing Battlefield One, and I was like, "Oh man, this is just the same shit." And then I just went back to Doom, and and you get like oh, Arsenal. You get like fifteen weapons to just blow out demons. It's just it's it's awesome. Like Doom is, it's just like it was such a breath of fresh air, um, in kind of the typical like Call of Duty Battlefield modern day you know shooter. Uh, not that those games aren't aren't bad or good, sorry, but uh, Doom was just like it just kind of came and just like blew me away. So Doom is my game of the year because it's awesome. Uh, I don't know if anyone's played Doom, so yeah, whatever. Uh, my computer can't run it. I wanted to play it though. PS4, bro. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you Didn't you say? I thought you said that you would get a PS4. Eventually. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm and I'm still playing. I'm I'm really actually digging Final Fantasy 15 right now, but I, it's way too early to kind of say that. But I'm actually enjoying that way more than I thought I would enjoy it. But that's good. Let's... I haven't played a first person shooter in 20 years. I played Duke Nukem back in the day. Duke oh, Nukem, yeah. oh, good that, game. They were they re released that on Vita. It was awesome. It was such an awesome nostalgic oh. trip. Time to get a Vita. <laughs> <laughs> Alone with you, home. Duke Nukem, Vita has every game you could possibly want. Not really. No, it doesn't, but it's a great system. <laughs> Not really. Come on, don't even do that. <laughs> uh, if you want to check out... It's just, right up there with the, the classic uh, Sony VR system. No, it's, I love... Yo, the VR is... Uh, I'm liking it. Yeah. I played well, Batman, yeah. though, last night, and, and normally I know we've had this discussion over like length of games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I played and, and got Batman. It was like 25 bucks. I played and beat it, and I literally, like, when I beat it, I was just like, is that it? 
I, I haven't said that into a game in a long time, but I was just like, I was like, Rogue One was longer than this thing. Like, this the, really? Yeah, like Batman took me maybe like seventy minutes to beat. Wow. And it's, it's like just, it's just a demo, though, isn't it? Kind of thirty dollar demo, I guess. Sure, but yeah, great thirty dollar demos now. <laughs> I mean, the VR stuff was cool in it, but I was just like, you couldn't throw in some, like, just other gimmicky shit into the game. Like, you're, you're, this is the Batman. This isn't, like, some, this isn't just, like, Job Simulator had way more game, like, way more stuff in it. You know what I mean? Um, Job Simulator was awesome. That was probably one of my runner-ups for a game of the year. But, yeah, I played Batman. I was like, this is fun, but, like, it was way, it was over way too soon. Rogue One, like, I feel like was, I feel like I, if you put it like side by side, I feel like I got to like the halfway point of Rogue One. Like it's it's really short. I was kind of blown away. I couldn't believe that I finished that the credits started to roll. Anyways, VR is awesome though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow Brett on his adventures, you can do so at Brett Meeser on Twitter and Twitch. Um, yep. And Hard Circle. Uh, say what's Hard Circle got in the pipeline? Just uh, Pixel Judge is actually coming along pretty good. So there you go. It's looking. It's looking. It's. Uh, I'm actually having quite fun with it. It's so you'll good. see it on probably uh, game dev drinks this month for sure. Cool. A new demo or the same one from? from probably a new demo. We got a whole bunch of new stuff going into it. Boom. Uh, if you want to follow composing Dan, you can do so at composing Dan. We always do tweet of the week. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> you tweeted the like December thirty first. Uh, I love Electronic Mag UK. High on great content, low on ads. Awesome for synth heads and electronic music fans alike. Highly recommend. Great magazine. <laughs> it's a sick magazine. You know how when you look through a magazine, it's like mostly ads, and you have to like find the articles. Yeah. This has like zero ads. Nice. In a hundred-page magazine, there's like four ads. There you go. Yeah, it's great. And it, come, it looks like it comes with a CD or something too. Yeah, it comes with audio and stuff to listen to. It's it's actually totally an awesome. If if anybody out there is listening likes synths and electronic music, just get a subscription to this magazine. It's totally wicked. There you go. Uh, and one more one more story games. You can follow them on Twitter at one more story games. I believe. Um, right, Gene. Yes, with the numeral one because yes. that's as much as I could fit onto Twitter. Uh, and you can check out the website. Well, actually, how about you do one final hype? <laughs> sure. One more storygames.com, storygames.com, or sorry, story.games. It will take you to our website. Storystylist.com is where you can find out more about creating your own story based games. And I'm going to throw this out there. For the first three people that message me about a mandatory upgrade, I will give them a promo code. Oh. They have to Ooh. follow us on Twitter, and I will send them a promo code. There you go. Sweet. Uh, and then at Toronto Game Devs on Twitter, uh, website, all that stuff. Um, you know what to do. Subscribe, all that things. Uh, and thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you. Happy 2017, everyone. Peace. See you tomorrow. <coughs>